champ is here. We will definitely not shut up and dribble. The champ is here. I must be the player. The champ is here. I'm going to continue to stand with the people. The champ is here. I Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you were here with me. My name is EJ, and I got my man. Yeah, mate. Yes, he is the DB of the show. And we are Black in Sports, man. Giving a voice to the culture that won't shut up and dribble. Here, laughing at it all, and uh, <laughs> talking about the things in and around the game. So without further ado, man, we have to bring in our guest, all right? So he's a boiler maker by alumni, you know. But what's happening is he's another wide receiver that MH is going to have to cover on this episode and I may drop back and try to help him as well. But um, we have a lot to cover pun intended. So let's jump into it, man. We're talking about Olympic gold aspirations here on this show. So without further ado, please welcome head of player personnel for USA football, Charles, the wood though. I messed that up. <laughs> ah, you almost had it. You almost had it. What's going on gentlemen. Hey, I'm happy and to, please, go to get the name. Correct. Plan. Please pronounce it. Correct. It's tour wood. Zoe. Torwoodzo, yeah. Torwoodzo, man. Appreciate yep. you, man. So, Absolutely. hey, how we like to start it, man, is we jump right into a shoot your shot moment, right? Like, we like to get, a, get a people a piece of, like, you know, what you've been through, you know, what's made you, right? So, it could have been a shoot your shot where, you know, you scored, or you could have fumbled the ball. You know, either way, you learned a lesson or you learned something at the time. So, share us a, um, a quick shoot your shot story, man. Could have been any time. Could have been school, back in the days, or in your current role. Man, that, that, that's a great way to start the show. I would say, first off, man, I appreciate y'all having me on. Um, Miles, we go way back. EJ, it's a pleasure, man. It's, it's always a pleasure to get on here and get on a great platform, have a great following, and, and talk some ball and talk what's relevant uh, in sports. Uh, man, as far as, as far as the shoot your shot moment, so I got a lot. I, I got a lot. I'm, I'm shooting my shot constantly, right? You can't make it. You can't make shots if you don't put up shots, right? So uh, uh, at Purdue. Two bowl games, you know what I mean? We lost one. We won one. We had a bunch of different coaching changes. Um, football is everything to me, man. Football is life. I was fortunate enough to be able to, uh, you know, play professionally in the Arena League, um, signed a contract with the Canadian Football League, worked out for a handful of different NFL clubs and stuff like that, man. So I'm always shooting my shot. It's hard to choose one, bro. It really is. It's hard to choose one, but I'm fortunate to be in the position that I'm in with USA football with the U.S. national team. We got a lot of big things on the horizon, as you mentioned already. Um, you know, 2028 is huge. Uh, and the Olympics flag football, five-on-five, non-contact. We'll have 10 We'll have ten folks on that roster. Um, but, yeah, man, just just gearing up, getting prepared, and, and, and trusting the process through it all. Let's go. We're definitely going to get into that a little bit later. So, um, and so shoot your shot, basically, man, you know, you just, especially playing the sports, man. So going for it all, um, you know, especially on the professional realm, it's always good, man. MH, what you got? Yeah, Charles, we're, uh, again, man, appreciate you, bro. You know, you know what it is. Where, where's your love for sports start? Great question, man. So I grew up, I'm from, I was born in Waukesha, Wisconsin, right outside of Milwaukee. My first love was was actually basketball. Like during that during that era, Ray Allen was on the Bucks, and he actually wore number thirty four, which is what the Greek Freak currently wears. So when they wear them purple uniforms, they got that thirty. And, and obviously, uh, Giannis number thirty four, right? So whenever they wear that purple throwback, all I see is Ray Allen. But um, Jesus, man, they, 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 Jesus Shelterworth, shout out to Jesus Shelterworth. Um, 
but I think my love of sports really came from from a young age. Obviously, you know, being from a big, big um, basketball town, I guess you could say, like Glenn Robinson was out there at that time. Um, Joe Prisbilla, uh, Sam Cassell was on that team. We had George Carl as, as the head coach at the time. Uh, and me and my dad would go to to to, uh, to the games all the time. We would go to the games all the time. And I just really appreciated the game from that standpoint. And it transitioned into football because um, our head coach at the time, hell of a recruiter, hats off to him. He said, and I still use this line to this day on folks, you're six foot five. How many six foot five players are on a basketball court? A lot. How many six foot five players are on a football field? Not quite as many, right? So 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 that that's kind of where it all transitioned. But my love of my love of the of sports and my love of the game really came from definitely came from a young age and kind of the the uh the environment I grew up in for sure. So you bucks or pacers then? Can I be both? Like if you give us a good reason, you gotta give us a good reason, you both. Because I was gonna say you went from like one basketball kind of town to actually growing up in another one, right? So true enough. So, so yeah, so what's the story for you to be both? And we'll let the court decide. That's valid. That's valid. Okay. So the 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 Milwaukee Bucks out again. That just comes from a young age. Whenever the color, whenever the Bucks come on the TV, I'm like, okay, I gotta watch. I gotta check this out. Obviously, they won uh they won an NBA title not too long ago. What was that? 2021, 2022, whatever it was within the last couple of years. Actually, it was last year, uh, 2022. Um, but then when it comes to the Pacers, like I live here. I literally live. 10, 15 minutes of a walk to the to, to where they play at a game bridge. Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's tough not to want to see your home team, your current home team, you know, you play well and do well just for the culture, for the city. You want to see the city flourish. We got the all-star game coming soon. They did they did uh, a bunch of different um, renovations out there in front of the arena here recently, man. So, you know, I, I love to see the Pacers do well. I would never. I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm a Pacers fan. I don't follow Pacers basketball. Now, if I get a, if I get some tickets here and there, I'm obviously gonna pop in, and check them out. Um, and, I, and I love I love that atmosphere, man. So let the people decide. Let the people decide. But I'm a little bit of both. I can't even lie to y'all, man. No, that's definitely fair. That's definitely fair. So with basketball being your first love, like how long did you, you know, follow that trend, right? Did you push it in high school and still play the multiple sports? We know you did track as well. So we'll yep. get to that. I mean, you know, we're here. <laughs> what, what were the events? Cause no matter who we have on, if you have track in the background, we got to know the events Ooh, but, okay. and then come back and then let us know like how long you did both. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So let, let's start with the event. So, you know, track was something it was, as, as more as a lot of football, players, I want to say most football players, a lot of football players run track, just to stay in shape during the off season, right? You, you can say most. Of, you can say most. Ain't nobody choosing. Most. Ain't nobody choosing that by themselves. <laughs> ain't nobody. <laughs> hey, especially when my football coach was the head track coach. <laughs> you feel me? Like hundred percent. So, so football. I mean, I said football. Track was was really a a conditioning sport, right? No, who who wants to go after school and run? 10 200s correct you know what i'm saying nobody is the answer um so, so especially I in the track. midwest right so uh it was cold when track season first started right you had indoor <laughs> boy you have no idea bro like it, it was it was cold and there was no like you said in high school there was no indoor so events that i ran i ran the four by one i ran the 200 i did long jump i did a high jump um man back in the day i was i was all state in uh long jump and then i was uh i was like regional 
and four by and our four by one team, and I was the anchor. So um, those are my 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 track. Uh, man, track you are no anchor, days, man. Like, get the BS <laughs> out of here. You are no damn anchor. <laughs> hey. I I will pull up the tape. I'm, after this, Miles, take your phone. I'm gonna send you the videos. Bro. Uh, I need, I need, I need footage. I need footage. High jump, I got you. I I know it. Long jump, yeah, I got it. Four ball one. No, I need to see that. Dog. I need Listen, to see you. you. You must have been racing them Avon boys when they. <laughs> I was about to say, you know where Brown, you know where exactly where Brownsburg High School is. You know where Ava High School is. And frankly, bro, growing up, I was the only black kid at Brownsburg. I was literally one of the only black, you know what I mean, like athletes yeah. at Brownsburg. So, man, I really had, I really had uh, an yeah. interesting, an interesting upbringing. My in, choice. In That's like, sure. hey, man, when you when you enroll, you was on the four by one anchor. Hey, yep, we got we got one. You the anchor. <laughs> no, bro, but literally, that's exactly yeah, how it works. Uh, uh, yeah. you, know, I, you know how you know how you know how the uh, HBC sports go. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I, I most definitely do. You what was your What was your long jump? Let me give me your long jump. Since that, that I, I, I want to hear Ooh. that. What was What was the distance? Give me your best. All right, your PR there. My best long jump, bro. I can't even lie. It was It was something like what sixteen, something like that. Okay. Okay. Seventeen. So you getting like out that. there? You you a, you a tall individual? Everybody doesn't know what you six five. I'm six five. Yeah. So that's. I mean, you don't get too many steps to get into it like most, <laughs> like like the five ten folks in the world, man. So I I, I, I definitely get it. So really, so go ahead. So go ahead. When, go when, yeah. So when was the division? When did you like step away and like football became the primary focus? That was so, good. great question. So, so junior year, man. Like I think. I had offers. So my first offer came from Indiana University, which I I ended up going to Purdue, as y'all already mentioned. But IU offered me first. Um, and it was going into my senior year. I was like, listen, coach, on the basketball side, I'll, mind you, we had Gordon Hayward, right? This dude named Julian Mavunga who plays overseas and still gets buckets overseas. Um, so our basketball team was actually cold. We ended up winning state my junior year. But um, going into my senior year, I was like, man, let me just lock in. Let me try to focus on, on football specifically. That's what I'm about to get paid. A scholarship like we don't we didn't get paid nil and all that oh, like you can jump into that, by the way yeah. <laughs> sidebar sidebar yes. we came up in the wrong era we absolutely that came part. all of us came up in the wrong era that bro correct dudes making multi-millions everybody at utah got a truck all type of stuff um uh, but yeah man my junior year is kind of when i departed from the from the hardwood and just decided to focus on a gridiron man honestly i'm happy i did because here i am and the olympics was announced this, this week so here we go awesome and then how did you um, determine position, right? Like, how was that maturation going, right? Like, you know, usually you come in, like, everybody wants to either be quarterback or, you know, on the offensive side. You know, there's some people that just want to say whatever. How did you get into, you know, was it always wide receiver? Because that's what you played in college. So was it always wide receiver starting out the gate? So for me personally, yes, I always wanted to be a receiver. I grew up looking at Terrell Owens. I grew up looking at Chad Johnson. I grew up looking at um, even, even uh, Michael Irvin, man. Like, he's a little bit older than that group of folks but i like to i like the guys that were flashy you know what i mean like i like the guys that were on tv and i like the guys that can get their names put in the newspaper so i wanted to be a receiver out the jump um before i moved to indianapolis though i was like i think two to three pounds and pop warner i was like two to three pounds over so i ended up playing d line i was a defensive end i actually enjoyed it i enjoyed something about something about playing defense and like being able to roam and not have a specific route and responsibility, like you just contained, like right. something about that was, was, was enjoyable to me. But 
Um, yeah, man, I've always loved receiver. And I think that it, it started at a young age, watching those guys score touchdowns on TV and getting the crowd hyped up. I'm like, I want to be him. I want to be able to do what he's doing right now. Like when T.O. did the popcorn, I'm like, I want to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? So, Absolutely. So what made, what made Purdue the, the choice for you? touched on a little bit, but what made that the choice for you uh, out of high school? So, again, growing up in, in, in Indianapolis, Purdue's in West Lafayette. A lot of people don't know where Purdue's at because it, it's not like a location or a state associated with it, right? Um, but it's in West Lafayette, Indiana, which is about an hour 45 northwest of it, of the city of Indianapolis. Um, really, the football tradition was big for me. Um, they beat IU. Like, they literally just showed me the stats. They said, look, bucket game, we beat IU 20, 20 times, as many times as they beat us. Um, they talk about Drew Brees. Um, the value of the degree from a from Purdue University versus no disrespect, but no, in comparison to these other schools that had offered me at the time, um, and also it was a place that my, my folks could you know could shoot up there and come check me out, right? Like, I think that's big. Obviously, you know, in today's world, folks, I had I was talking to Jim Harbaugh at the time when he was at Stanford. Uh, that was an option too, but I'm like, I'm not gonna go all the way to California. My people can't come and see me regularly like that. So right. um all that stuff played all that stuff played very, very big into my decision. But and, I, and to be honest with you, I, to this day when athletes that I work with ask me, Okay, what matters, I'll give them the same stuff that I did when I was that age, man, because I still think that, that was a good decision that I made, although as we all have those regrets in our, our athletic career, I don't, I, I didn't see the field quite as much as I would have liked to at the time, but at the same time, man, like the relationships, the entire experience while I was at Purdue, man, I wouldn't trade that for nothing, bro. Yeah. And we're going to get into your, your, your career in a second, but a little touching a little bit on it. You've seen, I guess, multiple generations or multiple layers of the recruiting process, obviously like your own personal experience with the recruiting process. And now to your point, you're dealing with athletes now that are kind of that are going through that recruiting process. So outside of some of the major things like NIL that we've already touched on, what do you say that's what's consistent from your days with the recruiting process and like what's like totally different outside of obviously a, a Ford truck that everybody gets? <laughs> well, listen, I'll say this. The thing that's consistent is definitely that they're going to tell you what you want to hear. Right. And that and that's the that's the cold hearted truth. I don't want to. I don't want to give any, away anybody's recruiting tips, nothing like that. But when they come to your crib and they meet your folks and they shake your hand, they came to your neighborhood from wherever they they flew in or drove in or whatever, they're gonna tell you what you want to hear. So, frankly, it's up to you as a player to prioritize what's important to you. And if you're gonna go to you and again transfer, man, listen. My advice is dang near is dang near expired because transfer <laughs> portal is real. If Dion if Dion leaves Jackson State, guess what? His Louis luggage is jumping in the transfer portal. They going they going wherever he going. Yeah. Right. Back in our day, you know what I'm saying. I dang I felt like an old head. Uh, but back, in day, back in our day, you know what <laughs> we I'm had to walk. Like, we had to walk uphill both ways. But <laughs> for real, that's, hey, that's that's how it feels. Like, but you had to sit out that year if you wanted to make that. You know, and that's a real yeah. big. You know, that's a a really big decision, man. And another thing, man, like I think you pointed out, and I'm big on proponent on the education part, was that, you know, I mean, I did look at Purdue when I was kind of coming up, right? Like because the engineering program, right? Like these are top quality, like educational programs. 
And one of the things that I did see that you, uh, you know, part, I think you got a little bit in business or sports management, not that kind of uh, realm, but you got an uh, entrepreneurial degree, man, or, you know, or whatever the um, kind of classification is. What do you think about that? Because, you know, that was something new when we were coming in, right? Like not a lot of schools offered that, but now you see it more and more. How important was taking that class for you or why did you take that class? And do you suggest others, especially now in the NIL days, take stuff like that? 100%. 100%, EJ. I'll say this, man. Like, the entrepreneurship class, looking back on it, was one of the most uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? It, it was one of the best courses that I really got to dive into while I was at, at the university because, wow. you know, once you once you graduate, all the math, all the – depending on what industry you go into, a lot of that stuff doesn't necessarily correlate into the real world in, in, in so many different cases. So – that I was able to get an entrepreneurship um, certificate. Um, and frankly, man, it was one of the best classes because it teaches you how to how to sell, how to put together a business plan, how to how to, you know, research market trends, how to do all these different things when, you know, you are considering, uh, you know, starting your own business and that type of thing, man. So as far as entrepreneurship, I would absolutely, absolutely encourage everybody to to definitely tap into that, because bottom line is if you're able to, to kind of put on for yourself, it mm-hmm. puts you in a better position, point blank. Man, I still haven't used the Pythagorean theorem, man, in, in my day to day. There you so go. I feel you on that, man. The uh, Boilermaker Wish Foundation, man, I thought that was really cool doing some research about you, man. Talk to us about the start of that and how that process all went. Man, that's a blast from the past. The Boilermaker Wish Foundation was something that we really poured a lot of our time and energy into when I was at uh, Purdue. So what it was, it was based off of the idea of the Make-A-Wish Foundation, um, so I was watching ESPN one night and you know how they always have to make a wish for terminally ill cancer or term, I say cancer, but terminally ill, uh, kids and youth and yeah. mm-hmm. individual yep. people in general. Right. Yep. And Disney does a phenomenal job of wrapping their arms around those folks, taking them to, whether it's a Yankees game, taking them to Disney, doing all these different types of things. And I'm like, this is beautiful. This is great. Like they're giving back to their community. I'm like, we could probably do something similar to this on a much smaller scale. So we scaled it back. We started talking to our uh, our athletic director at the time, Morgan Burke, who has passed since um, RIP. But um, he just said, listen, man, this is the kind of idea that we want to do. Y'all have heard, everybody knows what Make-A-Wish Foundation is. We want to do the same thing, but we want to do it on a campus scale, on a campus level. So we reached out to all the schools in the typical new county, which is the county that uh, West Lafayette is in, um, and basically just gave out applications. Listen, you don't necessarily have to be terminally ill. Um, but if you have students, you know, who are facing any type of disability, um, we would love to get in contact with them. And, and frankly, if they want to come to a Purdue basketball game, women's or men's uh, swimming event, uh, Purdue football game, baseball, whatever the case may be, we have all this stuff going on on campus. Fill out an application, send it in to us, reach out to us, and then we'll get you all plugged in and locked in. So that's kind of how it all went. And it was actually at a, one night at FCAA. Uh, Fellowship of Christian or FCA, just FCA, uh, Fellowship of Christian, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Um, I linked up with one of our swimmers, uh, one of our women's basketball players. Uh, I think there was a cheerleader that was involved at the time. Um, And then one of our golfers as well. So we locked in and we all kind of had had similar um, interest in in just giving back to the community, trying to do something bigger than ourselves. Um, And then we got to jumping off. And and, and honestly, it took off for a couple of years, but it's been a little bit quieter recently. 
Um, we'll, we'll look to get that thing going here soon again. And, and let's give you the flowers, man. You were a founder, man. Yeah. You not only kind of just, you know, worked it, man. It, it takes something to initiate something from the ground up, man. So kudos, flowers, and all that stuff to you. And, then, you know, sometimes if you have to, you do a little dance for it, huh? Or <laughs> I couldn't find a video for the dance because I was, hey, we definitely going to put that up. So, so. Listen, hold on, man. Y'all must have been digging because, yeah, because, yeah, because, yeah, bro. Like, that hey, was. That Charles was love the kids, video. man. Charles love the kids, man. It was for the kids, man. FTK, FTK, for the kids, for the kids, for the kids. All right, man. MH, we're going to go ahead and jump into the career, man. And I'm just going to start it off. Before we get into the career, career, you touched on it a little bit, man. Tell us about the playing days. And I think you touched on it more, too, when you're saying you shoot your shot moment, right? Like kind of going after it, chasing that dream, which, you know, we all have done, you know, when you play, when you get to the collegiate level and, you know, you kind of make that decision like, oh, you know, how close am I? I at least got to give it a shot, man. And, you know, just those tryouts, man. So just kind of take it through the wins and and the success. Anything that's major that you want to share about that, right? Because I know, like, just the preparation is hard, right? And the mental things you got to do. And then, like you said, like you went through adversity. Like, so, you know, and I, I'm trying to shorten this just because we got so much we want to get into. But your senior year, you got hurt, right? So, you know, you had a major injury going into college, right? And then going into college, you know, just that transition of going from wide receiver to tight end, right? So all of those little things <laughs> that build your character as you're going into the, you know, shooting your shot for the league. So kind of take us through, like, what that progression was for you. Man, EJ, you ain't lying, man. Y'all did great research. Y'all really hit on all the good stuff. Um, so it was my it was my junior year going to my senior. I ended up broke breaking my ankle. Um, I was outside blocking, and to all the receivers that are watching this, make sure that you continue to move your feet when you're on the perimeter blocking because my feet were dead. I had him engaged. My feet were dead. The running back came up behind me, rolled up on me, snapped my ankle. Um, I had to get uh, a titanium plate and then six titanium screws in uh, my ankle, they're still in there to this day. Um, you know, I, and, and obviously at the time, I was devastated, right? As a kid, you're like, I was, what, 17, 16, 17 at the time. I was like, I didn't know what was going on. A lot of the schools I had been talking to, you know, were no longer interested, et cetera. Um, and I, honestly, that kind of played a role in why I decided on Purdue as well, because they stayed true. They stayed loyal. They said, listen, man, we understand that this happened, but let's get it. So That's there was that, that piece of adversity was tough, but through my career at Purdue, to your point, we had, I think we had uh, Coach Hazel, I'm sorry, Coach Hope, and then Coach Hazel. You know, my position coach at the time was Jared Parker, who is the current offensive coordinator for Notre Dame. Uh, Marcus Freeman is their head coach, who was our linebackers coach at Purdue at the time. Um, and so, so I say that just to say coaching transitions happen, right? At that time, the, tra- the the transfer portal was not a thing, so you got to just you got to thug it out. You got to figure out where you fit, and you got to find out a way to contribute and get onto the field. So for me, and this is for me, special teams was that avenue for me. So I'm on kickoff, I'm on kickoff return, I'm on punt, I'm on punt return. Um, you know, as a receiver, and then we had a new coach. As I started to kind of get my bearings a little bit at the receiver position, boom, Coach Hope is gone. We got a new coach that comes in. He brings in his whole recruiting class. So now, I'm, now all of a sudden he wants to see his guys flourish and shine. We went one and eleven, um, and I, let, let me, I had to make sure to throw that in there. We went one and eleven, um, but his guys were eating, et cetera. He wanted to make sure that his guys got on and everything. And I, I get it. Um, so after that, I didn't really get the film that I wanted to get. Um, pro day came, 
I think we had 16 of the 32 NFL clubs were, were at in West Lafayette uh, at Malakoff, which is the, the indoor facility at the time uh, mm-hmm. where we had our pro day. So got got to show out in front of a lot of coaches. Um, ended up getting an invite to go work out for the Colts. Ended up getting an invite to go work out for, for the uh, St. Louis Rams at the time, um, which puts another date on me. Um, <laughs> didn't sign anything. Didn't end up going – obviously didn't get contracts with either one or any NFL clubs. Then I ended up signing with a Canadian Football League team, the Ottawa Red Blacks. Um, was international receiver, as you all may or may not know, as folks who are watching may or may not know. So the rules for the CFL are a little bit different between the waggles um, and then also just the roster restrictions. You're only allowed to have yeah. a certain amount of Americans on the team. Oh, that's you right. Have a certain amount of Canadians yeah. on the team. Yeah, because yeah. they want they want to make sure that it's a true Canadian football. They don't want it to be the NFL juniors, right? So right. frankly, we probably we probably could we probably could fill that entire league with all Americans. No disrespect to the Canadians because they got some balls out there too. But um, oh, anyway, anyway, end up getting away from that team and then uh, went and played in, in in the Arena Football League. Um, had a pretty good career in, the, in in that league, played in that league for a couple of years, and then I was the leading receiver for the Boston team um, my final year in that league. Actually, funny, wild, crazy story. Miles, you probably don't even remember this, bro. Let's get it. I was flying back from Boston. Miles was – bro, you were in Boston. You were sitting in the Boston airport. I don't even remember what the Boston airport I had not out of the airport <laughs> in so dang long. But, you, bro, you were in the airport, and – I ended up going to work that next day, and I was like, hold on, man. I know I've seen this dude somewhere. <laughs> Come to find out, we were both flying back from Boston to Indianapolis. Oh, on the day, on the damn. Day. Yeah. yeah. So. Damn. No, I didn't even I... – your boy, you know, your boy, get it. I got your listen, boy. I, listen, I don't expect you to remember that at all, bro. That's bro, wild. It was, it was crazy. So it, it's, it's it's funny, man. And and this is, like I said, we'll get more into your career. But in your career, there's different alternatives to playing in the NFL. I feel like when we were growing up, it was like, hey, man, <laughs> go to college, <laughs> Big Ten, SEC, for, like NFL. That's it, right? Mm-hmm. And you might, that was you it. Know, you know a couple of people that play in the CFL, but it, it was like those are the things. And now I feel like there's so many different more, you know, more avenues to keep playing football opposed to when we were kind of growing up. So I guess the, the, your experience in arena football and going through those adversity, going to CFL, all those type of things, like did that does that help you in your current role, just seeing the alternatives uh, kind of keeps you into the sport? Absolutely, 100%, 100%. So I, I would say, you know, as a player, now me being head of player personnel, I have a very different perspective than majority of folks that have been in this role, right? Like a lot of a lot of people have never played the game at a high level or been able to be a player and understand you are replaceable, right? Like that 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 was my biggest takeaway from from playing professional sports in general is listen, man, no matter how productive you may or may not be, there's somebody else that's coming right behind you that can do the same thing as you. For cheaper, right? So, 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 absolutely. And younger. 100%. And younger. <laughs> yeah. Yep. yep. Everybody's replaceable. I mean, even the president of the United States is replaceable, right? We're going to have a new one. Like, everybody, everybody's replaceable. Everybody's replaceable to some extent. So, never think that you're above that. And I, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like, my, my time in, in, in the arena league specifically, I'm like, bro, I'm a Big Ten, this, I'm this, that. That don't matter, bro. <laughs> Listen, they all have, they all have their specific, agendas and when you're playing in Des Moines, Iowa for the Barnstormers and it's a it's a home team, 
They want guys that play at Iowa. They want guys that play at Iowa State. They want guys that play at Drake. They want guys that are from there that have a fan base that is from there. To bring. Right. Yeah. Like the people from West Lafayette, marketing. they're not coming. They're not yeah. coming to Des Moines from West Lafayette. Why would they do such a thing? You know? Uh, so, mm. but yeah, no, that, no, no, Miles. That's a great point, man. That's that a great point. So building on that, right? So we took that and then we rolled into, I mean, you know, there's some other things, but the majority is where you rolled into your current role. And I mean, you know, you've taken steps like it wasn't, you left, you left football, playing football and I directed player personnel. You did do some steps, but with USA football, how did you get into there? And then, you know, take us on that journey. Uh, that, that That's a whole different, uh, I guess, avenue and adventure, how it all kind of, how it all kind of uh, unfolded. So, I was playing in Boston uh, for, for the arena football team, the Boston Blades, but they're now the Mass, Mass Pirates at the, currently. Um, and I was like, you know what? I kind of – like, I love the game. I, I kind of scratched my itch to play professional. I've kind of been burnt a couple of different times. I'm like, let me see what this career whole thing is talking about. Let me see what, what a career in sports would really have to offer, right? So my wife – wife currently, girlfriend at the time, uh, T – she sent me this thing. She goes, hey, look, USA football, they're headquartered in Indianapolis. I had no idea what they were at the time. Um, there's this position, and it's uh, it was like a service uh, service experience type role or something like that. I was upstairs. I was like, bet. It says USA football. Let me get my foot in the door, and, I, and we'll figure it out. Kind of, That's kind of guy I am, right? I'm like, let, let me see. It's, it looks like it kind of makes sense. Um, so I started with USA football. Um, now six years ago, and I was upstairs literally talking to coaches that had USA football accounts and resetting their passwords, like humble beginnings, bro. Like I'm talking about, like I'm literally on the phone with these dudes that don't understand how, the, how a computer works. Um, <laughs> and that, that, that lasted for a couple months. And then they started to realize, oh, you played here, you did this in the game. You want to kind of understand this and that transitioning to the national team was in the kind of a coordinator role. Um, and then. You know, they understood my background and, and that I played and everything else and how I related to players and everything. So just continue to evolve, man. And continue to evolve to the role that it is today. And, you know, I really do like what I do. I'm fortunate, man. I truly am. And I enjoy what I do. So I can't complain. Awesome. I like that, man. Give a, give a little piece of advice. I mean, we'll get to the, the gym later. But, like, the advice of – Knowing how to, to work the room, essentially, man. Like, you know, I've been around you a little bit. And I, you understand people. Uh, you know how to work the room. Not in a bad way. It's just like you know how to be be real with people. And you know how to f- navigate yourself in, in professionals, in, in profession. And that, that's a skill in itself to navigate yourself uh, in, in, a, in a role, in an organization, and to where you are now. So what is this? I, I don't know. Like, how, how where did that come from? Like, is that just kind of you? Like, it's just... On God, like, well, talk about that a little bit, man. Man, so I think, I think, as far as the ability to work the room, I think that that just kind of comes with, honestly, from the game. Like, like we've all been in locker rooms to some extent, right? And you know, the makeup of a locker room is a bunch of different folks. Right. So it's very eclectic. So it, it kind of forces you to have to be able to relate to different types of people, um, but also having played for these different types, these different teams. It also different management. You know, you got to understand how to interact with folks to try to to try to better your hand to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and frankly, that's just life, right? Like you, you you can't be you can't be too rigid and too standoff. Like you got to be able to kind of play to to where you're at. And, and 
that that's kind of where that all came from, man. For sure, for sure. And so the national team part, you know, there was a big focus on tackle um, probably earlier in your USA football career, and now that's transitioned to obviously flag football. How has that process been for you? That's been crazy, straight up. It's been crazy, but it's been a fun, fun ride because I'll say this out the gate about flag, right? Being a receiver, flag is is faster. It's offensive. It's driven by offense. And as a player, especially a receiver, understand you're going to eat. You're going to get more touches, right? Like think about it in a tackle football game as a receiver. If you get three or four targets, you're like, okay, it wasn't a bad day. Right. right? Like in, in, in flag, especially five on five, everybody's getting at least three to five targets a game. You know what I mean? So it's like that part of it, it it's exciting. It's fun. Um, as far as the transition, man, it was definitely different because someone like me who comes from a traditionally tackle background, I was kind of hesitant at first. And I was like, wait a minute, like, this isn't, this don't feel right. Like I, I never really been into, I never really been into flag like that, but the more I dive into it, there are some people that are diehard about this game. There's some people that are extremely, extremely impressive with what they do specifically in the flag world. And it's been a fun transition. Like, I, like I said, I'll be the first to admit, I was very hesitant at first. Like, man, I don't know. Like, I'm used to helmets and shoulder pads and people banging and, and big rosters of 50 some odd athletes. Um, but man, it's been a crazy, it's been a crazy transition because as a national or as a governing body with USA football, right. The, the biggest, uh, I guess the top of the mountain technically is the Olympics. And that's what we started to push towards. That's what we've forced, been fortunate enough to be able to accomplish. Um, but so really quick, get into that for us, just because, like, I, I want to take a step back. Not everyone knows what USA football is, right? So, like, you know, talk about, like, what maybe USA football is inside of what your day-to-day is, right? Like, what is a, you know, not a typical day, right? Because no day is typical, especially in your world where you have to probably travel multiple places. But kind of take us a step back and say, you were kind of getting into that, understanding that it is a governing body. But kind of take a step back and give us, like, that, you know, uh, USA football one-on-one for dummies um, just so all of our audience, you know, can kind of catch up and me and me for, for example, right. Cause like seeing that change that it did go from tackle to, you know, form an emphasis on fly, just take us back a little bit. hundred percent. So mm, USA football is the governing body of the sport. So every sport that is represented at the Olympic level has to have a governing body sport has to be able to show progression through and development through to get to that Olympic level. Um, USA basketball, for example, uh, gymnastics, track and field, rugby, tennis, all these baseball, all these different sports all have governing bodies. Um, we're that for the game of football. So it's it's interesting because like, like I said earlier, I, I had no idea what USA football was prior to actually stepping in the doors and, and kind of looking around like, oh, this is what this all is. Um, but it's been incredible because we've been able to push all – not all, but majority of our of our bandwidth towards the flag game um, and continue to grow that whole side of it and really plan our flag now as of Monday um, with, with the whole Olympic announcement. So um, it, it's a bit of a learning experience. And, and to this day, I think that we, we're doing better marketing. We're doing better, uh, you know, getting out in front of NFL clubs and stuff like that for sure. Um, and, and they help push what we got going on for sure. Um, but what I'll say is, you know, it didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen overnight. And frankly, we still have a lot more work to do because there's still a lot of people that don't even know what USA football is. 
um, you know, especially with this Olymp- with this Olympic announcement, a lot of people are are, are like, okay, what what? How are we going to fill these teams? How are we going to not knowing the type of work that we have been putting in to continue right. to build these these five on five teams and continue to to win all these goals that we've continued to win on our men's and our women's side. So uh, there's a lot to it, man. There's a lot of layers to, to USA football. A lot a lot a lot of layers to to where we're at now. But um, just know the, there's a lot of work also that kind of has gone into it as well. Like speak it. speak oh. a little to the on this on on USA football. Um, we talked a little about the athlete side, but I mean, what I, I really like about USA football too is the education that it provides parents and coaches. Um, yes. it takes a village. So, touch a little bit on what the education piece on that and how that is developing the game, you know, holistically. One hundred percent, Miles, and, and obviously you know, man, because that's where we initially met was at USA football. But for the folks that don't know. You know, we're pushing, we're, we're continuing to push health and safety, obviously. Um, we're, we're continuing to get all types of coaches certified because think about it. As a father, Miles, you're a father. EJ, you have kids, EJ? I do not, but I know. Let's, I know hey, come on, man. <laughs> hey, chill. Let's chill. <laughs> chill. All <laughs> jokes, people. <laughs> all jokes. <laughs> but no, go ahead. But my bad. No, you're good. You're good. I asked the question, so that's a valid answer. Um, but as, as fathers, right, like, we're not going to just hand over our kids. And we, sh- frankly, you shouldn't just hand over your kids to somebody who you don't know if they're really a real coach. Now, at USA Football, getting these coaches certified, it allows, you know, parents a little bit more comfort. Okay, so-and-so, he took the heads-up training or whatever the case may be. He took the, the USA Football certification. Um and he knows what he's doing. Like, he, he didn't just step out there because don't get it twisted. Like, we've all seen the Oklahoma drills that they have two and <laughs> their six and seven year old kids that they got banging. It's just like, man, what are we doing? Right. So, like, let's make sure that we're, we're certified and at the very least knowledgeable about the game that we're about to be passing off our kids to, to these coaches. Right. So, USA football does an incredible job from that standpoint of making sure we have great educational resources. Um, great courses that we put out and, and great certifications that allow folks to understand, okay, you know, they took time. They're serious about this coaching thing. They're not just some random schmandom who, you know, had had aspirations to play one day and, and has kids doing all type of crazy stuff. So. Super facts, man. <laughs> Oklahoma drill, been making basketball players <laughs> since the you. 80s. <laughs> they make, they ex- been making basketball players, exactly. It's like, what are we doing? Man, nobody wants to do that. All right, MH man, you ready with those quick hits? I am. So, Charles, just a couple of three kind of random questions. Have the listeners know who you are a little better. So, uh, if you had a meal the rest of your life, what would that be? If I had a meal or a meal, one One meal, meal. one One meal, meal. like a yeah, 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 not not a meal. I don't think you're gonna get too far with with a meal the rest of your life. Hey, I can ration that joint out. No. Um, so I make it work. I make it work. I'm a survivor over here. No. Um, if I had a meal the rest of my life, what would it be? Honestly, my mom's lasagna. I like hey, it. Like, my mom. Okay. Hey, shout out to mom, man. Like, Sheila Torwizzo, I love you. Um, but no, nah, man, for real, like, my mom's lasagna, it's the biggest comfort food I've ever had in my life. So that's my mom's lasagna, for sure. All right, on the Boilermaker thing, top five Boilermakers, basketball, football, whatever, athlete, Boilermakers. Basketball and football, we getting yeah. crazy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Play that many, dog. You right, you right. <laughs> hey, hold on, boy. <laughs> hey, push him with I'm Hey, hey Chow, Chow, remember we talked about pre-show? Remember? <laughs> 
That's all love. He know that's love. That's love. That's love. Okay. Well, number so one. So five. Gonna, any sport. Do, do they have to be athletes? Or can they just be like? It, it could be. I, I say figure. athletes. We, we we sports. Let's say athletes. Yeah, not in the mural. No, no. I was about to say I was, my number one was about to be Lance Armstrong because he I mean, was the first man. He was the first man on the moon. Like, how can he not make the five? You know, he's not an athlete. He has to be somewhere. Honorable mention. Right. I mean, he was he was somewhere in Utah. We could talk about moon stuff. So yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, conspiracy. That's okay, one. Yeah, yeah, conspiracy. Yep. <laughs> John Wooden, of course. John yeah. Wooden he got the pyramid of success. We yeah. we 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 praise John Wooden. John Wooden's uh, one of the best ever. Drew Brees, of course, he's the man. Um, I would say that's three. Uh, four. Being from Milwaukee, watching basketball, Glenn Rob, big dog Glenn Robinson is number four. I would say, oof. Man, we got a lot of really good players. I like I I would say Bob Greasy, but I'm gonna go I'm gonna go I'm gonna go just because it's relevant right now and he's absolutely killing everything and he's the leading touch he has more no one has more touchdowns than this dude through six games. My boy Raheem Mostert. Um for the mm-hmm. Miami Dolphins. Man, he's eating right now. So shout out to Raheem. Um, I, I didn't know he went to Purdue. Okay, that's yeah, yeah, that's my guy, man. We literally sat right next to each other. Uh that's my that's my dog, man, Raheem. Yeah, that man's won, won me a lot of money on Madden. Don't say that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, one insult that you may have received that you actually like proud of. Oof. Oh, that's a dang. Okay, that's that's like a backhanded compliment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you like proud of, like that I'm proud of. Yeah, yeah. Give I, me, I, hold on, hold on. I, give me an example, Miles. Oh. <laughs> so. People always talk about my hairline. That's a backhanded compliment, right? But they like, man, your beard kind of cool type thing. And I'm like, yeah, all right, bet. I like my beard. That's cool. I'm I'm good with it. Okay, that's valid. Thank you. That's valid. That's valid. Uh, I would say uh, a backhanded compliment. So people have been like, people have said to me like, man, you too pretty or something like that. Like I care too much about my appearance or something. I'm like, I don't. I don't say that's necessarily a bad thing, bad thing. right? Like, or, or you know what? You know what they they used to the, the, it was the term the the term metro metrosexual, which was like a straight man yeah, who yeah, yeah. wear lotion, a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who wasn't <laughs> asking. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like I'm my bad. I wasn't asking, so I, I said that's probably that's probably what I was over. That's a good one. All right, uh, since you travel around the country doing football, man, this is a big debate everywhere. Who has the best brand of football? Is is it is it Texas? Is it are you gonna make some people mad? Is it Florida? Is it is it California? Is it Pennsylvania? Ooh. Like they, everybody got they. Is it Georgia? Hold on, man. Let me. Can I? Can I? Can I turn this? Can I turn this question on both of y'all and ask y'all that question first? Like, can y'all pop this off for me and lead the way? Go ahead, EJ. I got my. I got my answer quick. Cause I know y'all got yes. opinions. So I want to hear what y'all got to say too. I mean, Florida will be for me. That's valid. Yeah, I mean, that's cute. I, uh, <laughs> I think, I, honestly, honestly, from my experience, I think Texas has the best football. Ooh, okay. I mean, listen, I, I'm, I hear both of y'all, and I feel both of you. I truly <laughs> do. I really do. But, 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 and again, this is super duper biased, and I'm sure I'm going to get all type of hate for this. But like, I like the mid. I like the what the Midwest got to offer. And, and hear me, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, because, right, like in Florida, it's always sunny, it's always warm, 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you know come what on, temperature get, you're going to... We get you know hurricanes and tornadoes get. and shit I like mean, that. Come on, I'm, man. We got it. You're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> I mean, technically, but you don't get all four seasons. In the Midwest, you get summer, you get spring, you get winter, you get fall. And you kind of got to deal with that, right? And in football season, it could be any other four. So I would say I would say Midwest, man. And again, obviously I'm biased. I'm from here, but I'm going Midwest. Lock yeah. it in. There it is. Jersey there slept is. on too, by the way. Jersey, that's yes. A, and, and, that's a slept and, and on place. That that's probably my honorable mention is, is the DMV area because they got some they got some they nice some tough, yeah, man. They got some tough folks out there too. I mean, that's where but, you go back to the argument, right? You're talking Big Ten versus SEC, right? So that's kind of where you're getting you know, the bulk of, you know, where yep. football powerhouses, even though the Pac-12 is the last of the Pac-12 is putting on much of a fight this year, but it's a wrap for them. All right. That's it, right, MH? Yeah. Let's get into the winner's circle, man. Like, we got to go to horns. You know, we got to. Oh, we got horns? Let's go. Clap. You know, we got to get it all, man. So, Congratulations, man. So in the winner's circle, this platform is, you know, for what USA football was originally developed for, which is an amazing concept that you kind of brought home for me, is to get your sport in the Olympics, you know, and then once it's in the Olympics to grow it and produce a top quality, you know, team or organization that supports all of that funnels through, um, you know, through that sport. So recently announced, you know, you guys are officially an Olympic sport, man. Congratulations. That's to the testament to you and all your co-workers and everybody that before, you know, so even MH that put his time in there. So all of those people, yeah. you know, we just put hey. some up. That's, that's all we did. <laughs> hey, no, no, no role is too small, family. No role no, is too real, small, hey, right? Real rap, real rap. So congratulations on, on that announcement, man, because that's a milestone. And I think just kind of, you know, taking it back, man, what was – did you guys know it was coming this year? Because I know, um, and, and uh, MH helped me with this, um, Vince with the NFL was like really kind of talking about that, alleging that. I think even we did a show about him talking about it. We brought it up in one of our live shows. Did you guys know it was finally going to happen? Uh, short answer is yes. Okay. Um, so so the, reason, and the reason that we knew it was going to happen is because, um, so every single year that there's an Olympic or host there's a host of the olympics right this 2024 is going to be in paris in the summer 2028 is going to be in los angeles every single place that is hosting has the opportunity to basically look at a handful of different uh sports that they can bring in to that full right so so that's how break dancing got in there and skateboarding okay <laughs> that's exactly okay. that is exactly it that's exactly it so so we knew that the vote was going to happen um, you know, we've been kind of counting down and kind of looking forward to it. And, and frankly, we've been building towards this in, in, a, lot, in a lot of different ways um, just to make sure that, it, that we locked it in. So, yes, we knew it was, we knew it was happening. Again, we didn't know how the vote was necessarily going to go, obviously, right, because we're not necessarily uh, in those rooms casting our ballots. Obviously, you know what we would have voted for, but it worked out for yeah. us, man. We're, we're, we're excited. It's time for everybody in the flag community and football community in general to get excited about it, man, because this is, this is huge. Let's um, go. That this is not something that happened overnight by any means. Um, and, and frankly, it's really just the tip of the iceberg, right? Like 2028 is, is four years, five, five years, two months. We're almost, we're almost in 2024. So really four years away. And, you know, we have a lot of work to do in preparation for that. Prime example, man, we have in 2024, this coming year, we're, we have world championships that are going to be taking place in Finland. 
And then in 2025, the World Game that took place in, in Birmingham, Alabama in 2022, that same event in 2025 is going to be in China. Um, in 2026, there's going to be another world championship, TBD on where that's going to be. So it's like we have a lot of things that are going into it prior to 2028. Um, so, but, yeah, no, we, we knew we knew what it was, and we kind of been working towards that. That's what's up. Talk about football in other countries. I mean, we think of football as just kind of a USA sport, but obviously if it's in the Olympics, somebody else is playing it too. So Great touch, on, touch on that. Absolutely, Miles. You you are absolutely right, man. So it, it was the the stats and the numbers are there's 20 million people globally that are playing flag football in over 100 different countries worldwide. Um, in in Japan alone, like, and I I learned this today. I learned this today. But in Japan, the curriculum like flag football is a part of their curriculum growing up. Uh oh, watch wow. out! I'm, I'm telling you, man. Listen, people, and people, shout out to the motherland, baby. <laughs> That's where he's born. That's where I'm born. Oh, I forgot. I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Shout out to the motherland. Oh man. shit! Here we go. Konnichiwa, yeah. boy. Konnichiwa, konnichiwa. Hey, listen, and they're nice. They're, they're nice. Japan. They're solid. They they swept silvers. We won all the gold in our junior national cup, but they were literally right there. They beat out Mexico. They beat out Canada, et cetera. There's these other countries that are really going in. Um, obviously, I don't know how familiar y'all are or how much y'all have been following the flag movement, but Diana Flores, she's from Mexico. She like everybody knows that face. Like that, that's becoming a, a household name to some. Of course, extent. she got so, a damn Super Bowl commercial, man. Like they, they put was... her jersey in the Hall of Fame in Cannes. Right? Can, so yes. it's like it's like they they do this game world globally, and not just flag. They do it in tackle as well. In 2024, we have our U, uh, U20 uh, opportunity that's coming up for, for the Junior World Championship, too. So, yeah, man, it, it's it's growing globally. It, it's massive. It's already massive. And like I said, there's over 20 million uh, people that play in over 100 countries worldwide. That's dope, man. True or false? Did flag football start in the 1940s on the U.S. military base? Is this a true question? Do you have the answer to this? Are you asking me for the answer? I, you know, I looked up Google, but you know, you can't every, you know, that Google commercial, man. So like, you got to report right. back, and, but but that's because you know we 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 do a little bit of research here, you know, black black and sports here, but like, it was looking just like from the origin of it, right? Like, how did this kind of sport get so popular from taking it from that? And I think one of the big things I want to talk about is you know, as you talk about the evolution of the game, um, I heard you mention five on five right and then traditional when you talk about how most leagues are are started or do right like they're seven on seven right mm -hmm. so what's that um that difference and why do you have those two different kind of uh, subsets for the league or the rules that you know that you decide to play by that, that's a great question so as far as first off i don't know the answer of, of the origin <laughs> to be honest and frankly i probably should that's actually i'm gonna look that up after we get off of it but let me ask you ej before i get into the answers is that true or false? Did you do you know if that's true or false? That's I I dug and those are the kind of so uh, CNN reported that uh, so I feel like okay, CNN okay. is a credible credible source. That's valid. Okay. <laughs> not, 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 not to not to some former president. That might have yeah. been. Yeah. 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 Hey, that might have been fake news. Hey, that may have been. But I thought since we I, I need to go see the date of that because you know <laughs> if it was in the For fake real. news era, that's why yeah, I'm asking yeah, true yeah, or false. Fake, he might have said fake news. 
<laughs> Should have been fake news. But no, that's just kind of, you know, what that's they talk dope. about, you know, in the recreation. And, you know, of course, they like in the story, they Americanized the hell out of it, right? Like our patriots right. and whatever. So that's why I added the little true or false. But no, it's just more kind of like to put a ground of like how long the game's potentially been around in some form or fashion. Um, and, and then why the different rules, like I said, from the five to the seven. Okay, no, for sure. That that that's good. Uh, like I said, I'm gonna look that up now, and I'm curious. I'm gonna hit y'all back uh, and see what we got to say about that. But as far as the different rules, um, I know USA football. We have what's called our our FDM, which is our football development model, and that provides different points of entry for everyone. So we're in Indianapolis. You know, it, it's it's not rural by any means. We have a we have a good population of folks here. So frankly, you could go seven on seven. There's some places that are out North Dakota, South Dakota, wherever they have a gotcha. lot less folks. You know, if you want to, if you want to play fives, if you want to play, I mean, there's people that play four and four non-contact as well, right? It, it kind of depends on how many folks are interested in the game where you're at. So I think that largely plays into um, kind of the idea of the different subsets. But again, there's, I'll go to tournaments. I, I like y'all, y'all already know, but the folks that are watching, I literally travel the country go to all these different tournaments, and they have formats that are four-on-four non-contact, four-on-four contact, four-on-four co-ed, five-on-five, all the way up oh. to 11. So there, there's oh, opportunity sweet. and there's options for everybody. And then the field size, the field sizes are a little bit different um, at, at times. Um, sorry, I got a weird text. So the, the field sizes are, are different at times depending on what the, what the actual um, – the number of athletes are and stuff like that. Right. Um, but but really, it, it's about the different entry points and trying to make sure that we can cater to all everybody who, who's interested in the game. I love that part, man, because so many times you could in like in baseball, there's always progressions to, I guess, getting to, you know, what we see a traditional baseball where some, a human is pitching to another human. There's, you know, coach pitch, there's machine pitch. And yep. it hasn't always been that clear uh, for football, but you guys have done a great job of kind of building the model of the progression, the entry points for athletes. hundred percent. And then to be honest with you, Miles, as you know, um, that's really one of our biggest initiatives is making sure that we cater to the people who are interested in our game, right? Like we have, you know, underserved, underserved communities. We have a, a full of communities and everything and everything in between. And we want to make sure that we're able to offer a game style and a game type for all the above and everything in between. So and then, and speaking of, like you saying, carry the game, it seems just kind of like that women have been a really big proponent of really pushing the game forward, right? Like, just like women do in a, most Everything. of our lives, yeah. right? I mean, Everything. shout out to Mom's Lasagna, right? But just yeah. it just seems like, <laughs> you know, women for this, especially for the flag, conversion to the flag, have been really big on pushing this sport forward. 100%. Absolutely, 100%. And to, to that point, I think, um, you know, just I, I, I got to say hats off to all the women in, in the game and that are that are really embracing this game because, you know, this has been a male-dominated space for a very, very long time. And we, we're in a, in a different era now where the women are, are drawing these extremely big, crazy crowds. Like, prime example, at, at our most recent event, we were at uh, U- University of North Carolina, Charlotte. Um, we had our uh, IFAF Continentals. Um, and our women's team, I mean, they packed out. It was a, a completely sold out uh, standing room only, essentially, for that Mexico versus USA game, um, which which hats off to, to our women's team because they battled. And hats off to that Mexican team, Diana Flores and all those girls, because they did a, a hell of a job, too. They played a hell of a game. But 
Um, they continue to push this game forward. They they continue to do things that people, you know, don't necessarily think of when they think about the game of football. So, I mean, I, I can't say – I can't praise the women of this sport uh, anymore because they, they, they continue to raise the ball year after year. Awesome. The talent pool. I, I mean, when the I, I know me like – 10 other people probably was hundreds of other people. When they said that football is in the Olympics, I know I'd put my cleats on back on. Let me see if I can, if I can still backpedal out there, you know, oh, yeah. gold medal. So I, I, I know you guys are, are forming those things and, and building it. And you, like you said, there's a lot of work to be done, but how, how big do you think the talent pool is both on the women and men's side uh, that you guys are going to be working with here? And can I add another piece to that kind of question is, how is that balance going to happen with the NFL? Because it's looking like the NFL is not only pushing but promoting players to to, to be involved with this. So how are you, like, with that talent pool, finding that balance? So let's start with Miles, with Miles' question. So as far as the the, the size of the pool, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, it's, it's, it's probably grown times 100 since Monday, <laughs> right? Like – People are coming out of the woodwork that have never even considered or thought about the game of flag. Right. <laughs> right. Look at you. Look at my. Yeah, look, look. <laughs> uh, look, I Ready. still got it. Yeah. Ready. But to, but to that point, man, like, there, contrary to that, there's folks that have been in this space for decades, for, for yeah. a very, very long time. And frankly, IFAF as a whole, um, you know, they, they've been hosting events for, for a very, very long time, too. So flag football is nothing that's new. Um, but that that being said, with this new announcement, there are, are obviously going to be new folks that are are interested in, in getting in getting into the to the pool. So the pool itself has grown astronomically. Um, but fortunately, you know, obviously, USA football, our national team, et cetera, we have so many different people that are all working through this and, and making sure that it's all makes sense as we continue to move forward and work through it. So we're excited, man. We're excited because because no different than how there's folks here in the states who are now showing more interest in the game. Same thing is going on overseas. The announcement wasn't just for us. The announcement was yeah. for the entire world. So, you know, the, the pool has the pool has definitely grown tremendously. So you so you think I could make the uh, Japanese national team then is what you're <laughs> you kind of saying. <laughs> if Listen. I can't cut it here, I don't know if I can cut it here, but maybe I can see if I can get on the – come off the bench or something. Hey. Oh, I, I can't speak for the Japanese team. <laughs> I can't speak for the Japanese team, but – all I know is, Miles, if I see you out there in the red and white against uh, our, our national team, I may have to, we may have to start targeting you, bro. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> we coming for you, dog. No, oh, you, man, my hamstring just got tight when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> EJ, so, EJ, what was your, what was your, what was your follow-up question to that? Yeah, so kind of like what's the, the balance of it, right? With the, you know, are we going to have the NFL dream team, right? Or, you know, <laughs> to, to, to go out there? Because finding that balance for, you know, the people that have built the sport and played in the sport, you know, just to have NFL people come in, like if Tyreek Hill wants to come in, like, I'm pretty sure he's going to get a roster spot. If, you know, so what's that kind of um, procedure that you guys are going to walk through? Or I, it may be too early in the game, but just like, I just wanted to bring that up because, you know, the NFL is behind you guys, supporting you guys and really pushing, you know, the, the players to be involved in it. That's a good point, EJ. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say this. it's. It's very early, right? It's very early for us to, to – and it's too soon, frankly, for us to be making those decisions because, obviously, like I said, we have Finland, and then we have China in 25, and then we have a lot of things transpiring between now and between then. 
Um, but as far as like the makeup of the team, man, bottom line is this: the best players are going to be the ones that are going to be playing on that team. This was the personnel, man. Say it. It's KYP. KYP. Know your your personnel, right? Know your personnel. Um, But bottom line is we're going to give everybody equal opportunity to really go out there and compete. Um, And, I mean, that's kind of all all I can really say about it, right? Because I can't make any predictions to 2028 and what that's going to look like or anything like that. Because, frankly, to be honest with you, between the CBA and the NFLPA and – the timing of the Olympics and yes. OTAs There's and there is a There's lot of a lot. different layers that we still got to completely work through. And as exciting as it is for people to pull up their fantasy lineup and be like, look at this, this is going to be the, like we have a lot of other things and a lot of other layers that we got to work through before we even start to co- consider and talk about that type of stuff. But obviously, you know, the NFL has been an incredible partner and through all this, they've, they've helped us tremendously between the, the pro bowl going to flag style um, you know, definitely one Jack, thing I was going to bring up. <laughs> right, right, right. The pro we're going to flag is incredible. Shoot, our, our women's quarterback Vanita was the offensive coordinator, right? Like mm-hmm. we talked about plays leading up into that. She was working with Eli and everything else. Um, Tom Brady, <laughs> of flag football. <laughs> Tom, right, hundred percent. She's the goat. Um, She's the goat. But yeah, man, it, it, it's it's a lot, a lot, a lot still has to transpire. Um, you know, before so, we talk about what the makeup of the team looks like, for sure. And really sticking with the NFL, so, like, also, um, are there – how many – flag is now a kind of like a lettered sport in some colleges, right? Is That that yep. was a push that you guys, you know, got behind and things like that, right? So is it to where they're offering scholarship or is it just – reckon? it is that's, – that's good stuff. And how long have you guys been doing that or, or that program has been around? So for us, we don't, we don't, test, we don't necessarily offer the, the flag football scholarships. Um, there's obviously grants and opportunities and stuff like that uh, when you get involved with the national team program with US, within USA football. But there's a countless NAIA schools that do have full scholarship programs. Our sure. our our uh, our women's assistant coach Liz Sowers, and she works at Ottawa. She's a she's a head coach at Ottawa. Her and her sister Katie, and they've they've won back to back to back NAIA championships. Mm-hmm. Um, Kaiser, another school that's definitely on the rise. One of our women players. Uh, Amber Clark, she she coaches at uh, I don't want to mess this up. I want to say St. Mary's. Um, you know, Thomas is another incredible program uh, that produces a lot of great women flag football players. Um, you know, th- there's there's a ton, and, and kind of to to touch on the points earlier in regards to you know the women of this game. Man, I'm telling you, the, the sky's the limit. There, there's talks of of all types of stuff nowadays, especially in that college space. So, um, yeah. So how do we get involved or how do, you know, I, I know it's USA, so it's covering all the things. And, and I also look like, you know, Nike and Under Armour all have kind of camps. I'm pretty sure there's all other kind of camps that are really pushing the initiative of getting people to go out and play, learn about that. How is that happening from your perspective, you know, as far as camps or, you know, just where people can start leagues if they're not leagues in their area? Hundred percent. I mean, the best way to go. This is kind of a shameless plug. Literally, go to usafootball.com, and we literally have all the resources that you could possibly need in regards to getting a league started, uh, becoming a sanctioned partner with us. Um, you know, we have different scouting opportunities, different uh, sanctioned, like I said, sanctioned tournaments. We have what we call our digital combine that's getting ready to go live uh, October twenty third to December fourth. I want to make sure to put those dates out here: October twenty third to December fourth for anybody who is interested in getting their name into our pool of national team athletes, the pool that we actually look at, invite the trials, um, make sure that you get on, on, on game time, it's GMTM. Um, 
but also just follow our national team page and USA football pages because we'll have all the information there too. Love it. Broad question, man. And, and you, you've seen it from Oklahoma drill to, you know, now football's being in the Olympics. Uh, I know the sky's the limit and we, we all don't know, but there's the evolution of football. I think within the last, let's say 10 years has just been like crazy to me. So from your perspective, sitting on the national team side, it's just, What's kind of what? What do you think? There's some. What do you think is going to happen next? Obviously the Olympics, but what do you think? You know, where where is football going for you? In your opinion, man, I'm gonna be honest. Like with this announcement Monday, I, I've I haven't been this excited about the game in a very long time. Like mm-hmm. the the Olympics, I think I saw a stat somewhere, and don't quote me on this, but it said something like 155 million people tune into the Super Bowl, which is ridiculous. Somewhere somewhere it said for the Olympics it's like 2.8 billion people or something like that. So yeah. the Olympic stage is, just, it, it's, it's the, it's the pinnacle of all sports. It, it's mm-hmm. the pinnacle of all sports. Um, so with that announcement, man, it, it's hard to think what's next, like football on the moon. I saw, <laughs> I saw, I saw, I saw, I saw, AKA I saw. Utah to, um, <laughs> to miles, miles. So Utah. People in the yeah. Listen, there is, there is a meme. It was, uh, uh, the commissioner it was, it was Goodell and it was like, Jeff Bezos talking and the caption said football in space. And I'm like, <laughs> who knows, man? Like anything is possible. Anything is possible. I don't know though, for real. Like with, with, with the announcement on Monday, um, we're all kind of, we're all kind of uh, just gearing up for what 2028 has to offer. Frankly, we're really gearing up for 2024 in Finland. But, um, but yeah, man, it's been, it's been incredible. I, I don't, I don't know what, what's next, but I'm looking forward to it. That's for damn sure. Totally off subject. And I, again, this is like perspective. It's not even on the national team front, but you've seen players, I, I guess in the last six years that we see now in the NFL. And obviously that we're seeing in college right now, uh, doing that at a high level, the changes with big 10 and sec and Pac 12 shutting down, uh, from your perspective, I know there's a lot of players that's kind of moving all over the place. Like, you know, that, um, you think college football is in a really good spot? Yes and no. I think me being a traditionalist, I say that just because I come from the Big Ten. There was no transfer portal. There was no NIL. I love having. I love the idea of having a Power Five because it kind of spreads out the talent throughout the country, and it kind of keeps it kind of keeps that true traditional, uh, you know, college football energy, college football vibe. Like it's the Midwest, it's the Southeastern Conference, it's the ACC, it's the Pac-12 up up in the you know Pacific Northwest. Um, that's me. But that being said, you know, I'm always somebody who, who's going to be an agent for change. I always want to see things continue to evolve because without evolution, we would all be stuck in whatever, you know what I'm saying? So like, I'm always, I'm always wanting to see things continue to go to the next level. Um, and frankly, I love that. I love the fact that folks are, or athletes are getting paid. Like bottom line is there's these million, millions and millions of dollars are, are exchanging hands behind college sports. And, Frankly, the, the the folks that are on the field are the ones that are generating that money, so they need to get a piece of it. So I'm like, I think that that part definitely makes sense. I think that from that standpoint, um, we're definitely in in a better place. I saw something crazy the other day about Brock Purdy and how he's making what he's making versus what Shador's making Shador's in Colorado, yeah. Yeah. and Shador's making. Bre- <laughs> <laughs> right, he got a, he got a, he got a seventy thousand uh, dollar Cartier watch and everything else. You know what I mean? And so driver and all types of stuff. All types of stuff. Yeah. 
Yes. All right, so man, we're wrapping it up, man. This has been amazing. So um, this is what we like to call the assist, right? So, or you know, we can call it the coaching gym, right? So you, this is where you get to put your coach hat on. All right. Um, kind of share either like um your life philosophy or just kind of words that you live by, or maybe something that you would tell your younger self. Um, just give us something quick. Run your own race. Run your own race. You know what I mean? Like life is is filled with people comparing what they got versus what who else other people got, you know, whether it be in your career, whether it be in your family, financially, spiritually, physically, whatever, you don't need to be concerned with what other folks got going on. You need to focus in on what you got going on, run your own race. Everybody got their own issues in their life, own demons, own whatever that they're battling. And, you know, the grass is always going to be greener on the other side. So don't be concerned with what other people got going on. Don't, don't think that, you know, you're, you're this or you're that versus someone else who's this and who's that focus on you stay in your lane and run your own race and blessings and beautiful mh uh give us the final thoughts man man i love that i mean my i've i've, I've quoted my dad on here a million times but he always to keep your nose clear everybody turns 35 at the same time i mean no we we we, we I, hey you gotta take really? care of your family just like i take care of our family where i make two dollars or you make two billion it doesn't matter we gotta take care of our family so man i Thanks. love that run your own race man but Charles, man, man, I appreciate it. Long time overdue for this, man. Thank you for, uh, you know, spending some time with us, man. This is at the perfect moment, man. I'm excited for what's going on in your career. And shout out to you, man. I want to give you flowers, man. I, I mentioned it earlier a little bit, but I really, truly, on this platform, want to give you your flowers, man. You have made a progression in your career, transitioning from on the field, professionally, to in the boardroom, to now you, 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 Mr. Olympics, man. It is... <laughs> As 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 somebody no truly for real as somebody that knows you and as as another black man in this sports industry man I'm I'm for real proud of you man and excited for what's going on in the future man and I can't wait to to be a fan of y'all and support anywhere that I can man but congratulations man real big stuff you're doing bro hey all all love Miles man I appreciate y'all having me on I, again you know I know what it takes to to build a platform like I say I don't I don't I don't technically know what it takes. But I see what y'all are doing, and I see the the progression, and I'm, I'm following, and I love it, and I I, I appreciate y'all for having me on, man. For real, this has been a great night. Absolutely, man. Charles, thank you again so much, man. Uh, emulate to repeat, ditto everything that MA says. It's a blessing, a pleasure for you to give us time, man. So only continued success. We are here still as a platform, you know, to share whatever messages we can. So you know, we can have you on, you know, as you build, you know, from from the several years from now. I look forward to posting that camp. So any kind of collateral you can give us, I want to repeat those dates. I think you said October 23rd through December 4th. So kind of get us all of that messaging. We'll put it in the show notes and we'll also post it on our platform, you know, because that's what we're here to do is kind of build and, and, and share the platform and share the message. So thank you again for being on the show. Uh, thank you, the people, for listening. I hope you had as much fun as we did, and we always do on the show. Um, it's here to bring you, like I said, those those leaders and, and those, you know, executives in the boardroom that's doing things and on the field. So please know um, we drop a new show every Thursday. Subscribe um, to our YouTube channel. Uh, that way you can see what's going on, because uh, if you can see it, you can be it, right? Visual representation matters. And know we're on every podcast uh, audio network. So if you're traveling in your car and you want to turn us on, we're there as well. All right. So please, as we always say, stay safe, practice gratitude, and know we're rooting for you. Screaming, all us blacks got it, sports and entertainment until we even.
too many of rooms for everybody to black. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Too many of rooms for everybody to black. Yeah. 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 Show me I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Spam out to racks on handmade new racks. Show me I'm rooting for everybody that's black. And everybody from sports to college class to rap and battle. 